go. Sit back, relax for your edumacation. Hakuna and Orifice are the new sensation. Saying dumb shit and talking queer media. Famous on Tyler Perry social media. Just a couple of gem girls and we say what we please. Welcome to our world, the immortal frenemies. Good evening, my gaggle of ghoulish girlies. Welcome back to another installment of Gem Girls 2.0, The Immortal Frenemies, aka the Wendy Williams Power Hour, aka the How Stella Got Her Groove Scott Baculala Perusa Smackdown for the Crowd, Obviously. aka <laughs> your go to place for all charmed related chit chat. I'm Hakuna Matitis, and I put the ass in Casper. <laughs> and I'm Orifice Jones, also known as the Missing Spice Girl, Spectral Spice. I love I'm, her. Uh, I'm an interstellar bitch. Anyways, today we are discussing Charmed Season 1, Episode 4, Dead Man Dating, which aired on October 28th, 1998. Very close to Halloween. Very close, uh, very close. Very spooky. Yeah, very spooky time. Very, very spooky. Uh, it's also very, very important for me to mention that Dead Man Dating also kind of sounds like a dating app for super desperate bitches who have to resort to sleeping with dead guys since no one alive wants to fuck them, but also <laughs> maybe they're necrophiliacs like that because, as we all know, that Rigamortis dick game can't be beat. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> Am I right? You're so Am right. I'm right. So I'm right. right. So right. And when like, I'm right, so I'm right. It's so hard and and still that I can yeah. I can mount it without any resistance. It's a very giving lover. They're really just there for you. Right. Totally. And by there, I mean lying dead. <laughs> lying dead, maybe at your own hands. I don't know. I would boundless corpse. Listen, at, to each their own. I would prefer by my own hand, but we yeah. can't always pick the corpses that we're given. Right, you can't uh, have your corpse and eat it too. Debatable, but go ahead. <laughs> you can try. Um, you can try. Anyway, <laughs> I, I recommend it. Um, anyway, according to some dumb <laughs> slut on IMDb, also known as I am dumb bitch, dumb yes, slut yes, on yes, 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 I am yes. dumb bitch. In one timeline, we've already covered that. <laughs> this is the... <laughs> Yes, in one timeline, we've already covered that. It's, that's We're not, not going to cover it again the same way. I'm, I'm not that sure. insane anymore. Um, this is the one where Piper falls for the ghost of a recently murdered man who needs her help to ensure that he receives a proper burial before an ancient evil spirit can claim his soul. And to this I say, oh, no. oh Piper, like... First, you fall for a low-level youth-sucking demon, and now a whole ass, a whole ass ghost. What is wrong with you? Um, but like, at least this time he's a nice guy. Yeah, I mean, it was Harold. Everyone of yeah. Harold and Kumar fame. He, he, yeah, was, yeah. Nice. he um, was nice. I will, I will fact check you though, and this is something to debate. Also, that was brought up in the episode. Wasn't Jeremy a warlock, not a demon? Oh, yeah, that's true. That's and very because true. at some point in this episode, they say, like, oh, like, it's so intense to watch someone die. And then Phoebe says, what about Jeremy? And Piper or Prue says, what about Javna? And Piper says, 
Uh, yeah, but like humans. But wasn't Jeremy a human? Who was Jeremy again? Was Jeremy Javna or Jeremy was? Uh... No, no, no. Javna was like episode two styles. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy yeah, yeah, was. was episode one. Piper's boyfriend at the time. Right, and he was a warlock. He was yeah, the, the and... first person they vanqu- vanquished, banished. Yeah, they they murder him. Let's maybe we could just call it murder. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> he was evil. He had a coming. I'm not saying he didn't, but they didn't kill him. Um, I guess it's just, I, I'm not sure at this point if the show knows or if the show ever really specifies if a warlock is a demon. Because to me, a warlock is just, you know, a witch, but alignment towards evil. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that's definitely true. Like, um... They're still human. They're just working for, you know, demonic forces. Yeah, you, you see, I'm not well ver- well enough versed in this um, this topic. I haven't properly gotten my education. So, yeah, I don't have an answer for you. Well, okay. <laughs> quick quick education sit down again because we can't call them lessons. That is not legal. <laughs> so, at least in my self-canon of the okay. various magical terms. Self-canon. Self-canon. Witches are, I would say, women or men who are good, aligned magic users who have to, like, learn magic. Warlocks are the same, but are, you know, towards, like, evil. Um, Uh Dark forces and the like. A sorcerer specifically works with spirits, demonic or otherwise. So sorcerers, like, bend spirits to their will. Um... Wizards, I would say, are, like, purely magical beings that don't necessarily need to be taught magic. They're kind of more born with it. Hmm. Uh, Warlock, sorcerer, witch. What other ones are floating around? Uh, I can't think of any at the moment. Regardless. That's that's the extent of my knowledge. In this um, show, I'm pretty sure they only deal with witches and warlocks. Right. But, like, Harry Potter was a wizard, Oh, right? fuck Harry Potter. But he had to learn how to be a witch. Yeah, but Harry Potter's whole system of magic is very commercial and, I don't know, almost entrenched, I feel like, in a kind of modern technology kind of usage of like what magic is supposed to be. One of my right. ma- major issues with the series is that magic tends to be this, like, resource or, uh, uh, yeah, resource, let's just say that, that is, like, utilized and, if not, kind of just used to the person's whims, as opposed to, like, a natural force that the things that you do have consequences. Right. Uh, even the way that they learn magic, it's just like, oh, you learn a word and, like, the way to move something, uh... And I, I think that's part of the reason why it became popular, because it kind of mo- mirrors modern-day life of, like, smartphones and stuff. But <laughs> the... What a, what a boober take, Michael. A little... I know, the, I know. A little bit of a boober take. the and the, the, you know, the social the, medias, the Facebook... And the, yeah, the social the medias. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? It's like, it's like a, a commercialization, if not a... Uh, industrialized version of magic. It's like a very, like... This is what you use for this thing. And if you don't have your wand, you can't use magic. Because that's the, like, like thing that you have to buy to be able to use magic. Right. 
I have a lot of I have a lot of thoughts about it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Right. It's more for like a culture of or a generation of instant gratification versus you know pulling up your bootstraps and hey, learning hey, magic. Hey, I see what from you're doing like here. Up. I see what you're doing here. Yeah, but you have to walk <laughs> to school both ways, whatever that uphill. means. Uphill. Thirty uphill. miles uphill. Both yeah, ways. thirty miles. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, I'm um, just saying, and I do think there is a difference between the charmed conception of magic and um, the Harry Potter version, which is, wizards I don't okay, think ever fair. really come up in charmed. I think they're just called witches, um, which I also agree with. I think witch is a gender-neutral term. Um, but in the charmed verse, magic is a little bit more instinctual, it's... They have inherent powers that they can use that are tied to their emotions and their self. It's far more, like, Wiccan and, like, Earth Mother Gaia Goddess, which I appreciate as opposed to the Harry Potter lightly patriarchal, if you'll recall, every major figure in the wizarding world in Harry Potter is a dude. Um, And they're... And, like, their control over magic as opposed to their union with magic, I think is there's a marked difference there. Mm, yes, you must unite with the magical forces. You cannot... Thinking of yourself as someone who is in control of magic is very American. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> or British imperialist. Right. You know where it's coming right, from. Right, like, this yeah. land is for me. It's exactly, for you and me, but it's exactly. especially for me. Actually, so J.K. wrote J.K.R. Uh, before she delved into being like I don't know a trans anti advocate or something. Yeah. Um, she started uh, posting these like expanded universe stories on her website, and like part of it, uh, one of them covered um, you know settlers or colonizers coming to America, essentially, and she kind of inferred to indigenous people's magic as like more, like, base. Oh, I don't think she used the word savage ever, but it was, like, under that kind of tone. And it was one of those, like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm not really surprised that she um, has shitty opinions about other things. Yeah, I mean, she's, at the end of the day, she's not a boomer. She's Gen X, but, like, she's on the cusp. She's, like... Oh, she's mad cuspy. It's mad cuspy, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So, um... I feel like her views on everything are very outdated. Um, And I think the wealth and the fact that she is a white woman as well, but like probably the wealth and all the fame and all the accolades have made her feel invincible or something. Yeah, the wealth, the wealth probably. Because like she has so much money. Right. So, I mean... No one, just because you wrote a ch- really good children's series that has resonated with I mean, with a I generation, will also say not, not that good. Okay, fair. I've heard critiques about it, but, like, it is beloved. I, very well received. Very well received. Very popular. Very popular. Right. And, like, these are, like, huge, thick tomes, right? Like, getting children to read that much, that's pretty impressive. It is. It is. It is. I can't under... That is a very true statement. Right. Anyway... Um, just because you wrote a book that was very, or a series that was very successful does not mean you're some great intellectual and need to opine about all topics. This is what I hate 
about like public figures right now like stay in your fucking lane like i don't need to hear jordan peterson talk about trans issues just you yeah. know do whatever you were doing be a psychologist don't like this is not your strength yeah so interestingly you kind of like it's almost the same thing as what um the jk rowlings and the jordan petersons of the world would say is wrong with like our generation of like social media gives us so much exposure and uh, we can always voice our opinions and they feel like they matter uh and it's kind of what they're doing right i mean i think it's a problem that affects everyone on all sides um but I find it especially egregious with opinions I don't agree with. <laughs> of course, because fuck them. Because they shouldn't exist. Fuck them. They should die or something. No, they should Yeah, die. they should probably be killed. Should- Anyways, <laughs> we should probably talk about this episode of Charmed. Want to talk about it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's just, yeah, 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 let's yeah. just get into it. Um, Dead man's dating. Dead man dating? Dead man dating. So um, we open up the episode with Prue at home and... You know, she's still involved with Andy for whatever reason, even though she seems to really want to push him away. Um, And and, they haven't had sex for a whole month. Right, because she doesn't want to move too fast, even though she already fucked him. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Right, but he gives her a birthday gift because her birthday is this coming Friday or something. And it's so it, also the timeline of this is confusing because it's Prue's birthday. I think they say next week, um, right. but it's the weekend and I guess maybe her birthday's on the Tuesday and they're going to celebrate on the weekend. If that's the, that's the situation. Gotcha. Um, yeah. I, maybe I, I don't I know. I'm asking no you. I don't really think it matters. In fact, I feel that this whole birthday plot line <laughs> has nothing to do with anything and it was just filler. It's bad. <laughs> the, yeah, it's like it's technically the A plot cuz I guess maybe it's introduced first, but it's like very B plot. And then we have a C plot that is also who cares. Um this is a Piper episode. This is a Piper and Harold episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. If this is the A plot, it's terrible. But I guess it is because it's the one that is the thread throughout the series. I have no idea. Uh, the C plot with Phoebe, ugh, whatever. Anyway, point being, Andy gives her a key to a spa to go to on Friday night and and says, like, don't worry, we're getting adjoining rooms. Basically being kind of uh, salty about the fact that they haven't fucked in a while. It is salty, right? It's a very passive-aggressive move. Right. Uh, but also, I'm not going to say justified, but I would also be like, what's going on here? It's been a month. Right. Especially when you started having sex and then you just stop. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah, it's that's fucked up. Um, anyway, we cut to some Chinese guy who is played by someone who is not Chinese. Harold. He's Korean? I would think so. The last name Cho is very Korean. John Cho. Of ha- J. Cho. J. Cho. Cho for Cho. <laughs> Cho for Cho. Yeah, oh, I'm a Cho for Cho. <laughs> yeah, he's Korean. Anyway, um, yeah, so yeah, this yeah. guy, he's with his mother. Listen, it was the late 90s. I know. Did we know any better? I'm happy he got the role. Me too, me too, me too. Um, and yeah, he's with his mother who gives him some sort of like talisman, uh, some charm uh, to ward oh. off... Uh, spirits 
Um, so it's like a little red tiger Chinese statue thing uh, that she insists he have for protection. But he doesn't believe it in believe in it though. He's like, oh, this is some like Chinese superstitious like bumbo jumbo. Um, this I feel is a one part morality play in that. You know, every child should know to listen to their mothers. Yes, and that is a big part of that, as we see in the final scene at his funeral. Spoiler alert, he dies. He's the dead man dating. Yeah, he dies so quickly, too, because right after he leaves his mom's house, he just gets taken into a dark alley, shot, and then burned. In Chinatown. Yeah, so, yeah. Why does this happen to him again? What, like... They don't really <laughs> explain that. They basically, it's yeah. like... They like they imply that it was random, but they seem to like know exactly where he was gonna be. I don't know. Yeah, right. So this is a triad thing because it's in Chinatown, where like people right. kung fu and fight and light people on fire and then ghosts come out of their bodies. Um, <laughs> right. Specifically Chinese ghosts. Right. So his ghost rises from his burnt corpse. Actually, at this point, he's not even burnt yet. He's he, no, he no, no, shot. yeah, he, he comes out of his, he gets shot, he comes out of his corpse, and then he watches them burn his body, <laughs> which is so hardcore, dude. I was watching the episode, I was like, yo, this escalated very quickly. Yeah, that's a whole lot. That is a whole lot. Um, so, yeah, they fucking burn the guy. I'm, I guess, because <laughs> it, it turns out, basically, that um, some guy, Tony Wong, is trying to fake yeah, his yeah, yeah. death so i guess by burning his corpse they get rid of any identifying features i i get that i get that i guess <laughs> it's just you know they, they just picked a random guy off the street anyways i know uh, but he's chinese <laughs> not even he's asian right so it's yeah he's asian he's asian so if it's um, yeah, that's what they were betting on yeah anyway um so um our boy Mark, in the show he's called Mark, but we all know him as Harold of Harold and Kumar. Um, yeah, he gets burned alive. He's mad, he's mad ghosty now. He's ghosting everybody. Um, and we get more of the Piper planning Prue a surprise party. And that's where we get kind of the C, like the introduction of the C-plot, which is Phoebe never gets anyone a birthday present or anything. Uh, she gives cards three days late. So... Phoebe makes it a point to get Prue a gift by getting a job. Um, and that job ends up being the psychic at a hotel. <laughs> I didn't realize that was a thing at hotel. Me neither. And there's a very, very brief line that when, it, I don't know, it cuts to the hotel or like Phoebe going to the, like, the interview or whatever. And like, it's the manager saying... We have to have a psychic here. That's our thing at the hotel or something to that effect. And I just love those, like, one-line throwaway pieces of dialogue that, like, make sense of something that makes no sense. Right. Like, oh, yes, of course. That explains everything. No yeah, it's like, we always have a psychic here. That's why we need a new one. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, initially I was like, what the fuck is happening in the scene? Like, I literally legitimately had no clue what was happening and this guy looks kind of nefarious as well he does he does he does i thought he was gonna be maybe evil and maybe he will be evil at some point right um 
And Phoebe also gets the job by basically just lying to him, by, like, saying she sees a vision of him, like, banging a hot chick. Right. And, like, every man loves to hear that. Also, I believe Phoebe learns about the job by seeing a job posting in the newspaper. Right. It was 1998. Uh, for psychics. It just says psychics, question mark, I'm pretty sure. Right. Psychic wanted, and she had circled it. Right. So Piper, like, obviously saw that. Um... Yeah, and Phoebe's visions are really weird, the ones that she's sharing with people. Like, at one point, she's talking to some woman saying that, um, like, she's on a Weight Watcher scale and she gained weight. Like, you can't oh, tell Oh, yeah, she fat shames shit. some lady. She fat shames some lady real hardcore. Right. <laughs> like, I kind of live, but at the same time, you want to flatter the people that you're, uh, you're help, you're... Reading the future of, you know, like, um, it is a service, of. it is a service based industry. Um, so Tell you have to like play hear. to your clients, exactly. But do you think, like, Phoebe wasn't actually seeing those visions, like, she was just like pulling those out of anywhere? No, yeah, she was definitely making it up. Um, yeah, which is yeah. like even funnier why she would choose to share it. Like, right. if you're gonna make Kinda something stupid. up, make something up that's better. Like, yeah, oh, exactly. I see in your future you're going to lose 10 pounds and your husband will buy you flowers. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Who's going to hate that? So Piper confronts Phoebe and Phoebe's like, look, like, I'm just trying to buy a present for Prue. And I'm kind of like, bitch, why don't you get a normal ass job? Just work exactly. as a barista if you're that desperate. Like, do yeah, anything you're a, else. Yeah, you're a pretty white girl. Like, you could kind of do whatever you want. Right. But no, she always chooses... Be a bartender. Chooses, right. She just chooses these harebrained schemes. This one Which is I appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> As a harebrained individual who loves a good scheme, I like it. Yes. What does it um, mean to be harebrained? Um, like you have the brain of a rabbit. Oh, that like kind hair. of hair. Got I think so. you. I always thought it was like hair on your head styles. Like your brain was growing hair. <laughs> but yours makes a lot more sense yeah it's oh no it is h-a-i-r oh why do you lie to me oh wait hold on i think i just typed in that spelling no it's it's oh, like well, a hair that'll do it yeah hair oh okay see you were right i was right yeah obviously. emotional roller coaster over here i know I took, so there, I took you there i took you there i took you where you didn't want to go <laughs> exactly and i'll live with that forever um, um so, so we yeah. also get this scene after, oh yeah, yeah, before we leave Piper and Phoebe at the hotel that has psychics, um, <laughs> Mark comes in, he's a ghost now, he needs people to see him, and he's going around to psychics in the city, but Piper and Phoebe are the only ones who see him. So he um, makes it his mission to be like, oh, okay, you guys gotta help me. Right, uh, which, when, since when do psychics see ghosts? Is that a thing? Or is that a medium? Or do they only hear ghosts? Like, what? this is a question for me. Exactly. So, the terms psychic and medium, I feel, are generally used interchangeably. Even though a medium specifically speaks with spirits, a psychic could do any number of mind-based activities. Mm -hmm. Um... But there. I feel like in 
I feel like in 1998, people associated psychics with mediums or, like, tarot card readers or folks who did, you know, seances and such. Um, but there is a difference. Um, yes. There, okay, fair enough. Um, I guess Andy, what is his name? <laughs> what is this guy's name? Mark? Mark? Mark, Mark. Andy, we get we get a scene with Andy at, right next after this. Mark right, is right. Harold. So, yeah, I guess Mark, given his upbringing, would have, like, a deeper knowledge of, of the afterlife and the underworld. Who the fuck knows? But, yeah. Yeah, wants- I think he would, he, obviously his mom is into, is into some, you know, spirit stuff. So, he would probably have the understanding that, you know, he needs to find someone, someone with some second sight to see him to get some help. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he needs he needs help to bury his body so that Yama doesn't get him. Right, right, right. <laughs> so that's where we get Yama. Uh, are you familiar with Yama? Do you know Yama? Not Yama-jama? really. No. So apparently, I think China took it from India. Yeah. Apparently, like the same name of a Hindu god. Regardless, though, in Chinese religion and mythology or the like. He's kind of like the equivalent of Hades. He's like the god of death and right. kind of oversees hell. Um, I don't know if he necessarily specifically takes like evil people or anything to do with getting a proper burial. Right. Uh, yeah. The, the proper the lack of the proper burial is the main concern here. Yes. Um, and yeah, they, because they... if you don't get a proper burial. Yama will take your soul, I guess only if you're Chinese. And I guess right. only if you're Chinese, you automatically become a ghost when you die. <laughs> right? No, that doesn't happen to anyone else. Um, but it's default Chinese settings. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, Yama has it out for the Chinese only. He's kind of a racist <laughs> like that. I also, anytime they said Yama, I kept thinking like hot mama jamma. And I was like, oh, I want some hot Yama Jamma. That's so funny. Um, so yeah, moving away from this plot line, uh, we also have Prue who discovers that Andy is on... He, she discovers Andy at a restaurant uh, having dinner with his ex, Suzanne right. Trudeau. Suzanne Trudeau. Um, Susan Trudeau, I can't... Yeah, Susie, Susie, Susie Tr- Sue Trudeau. If you will, um, <laughs> so true. But when Prue initially comes upon the table, they're looking very chummy, if not almost kind of affectionate. And Prue says, right. "Oh, is like this your sister? Also, you've been dating for a month. You don't know if he has a sister." Uh, but and... they know each knew each other from fucking high school too. Right, right, right. Anyways, maybe she said it as a cunty thing, like, "Oh, sister." I don't know. I didn't watch the line delivery that well. Regardless, Susie. Truly stirring the pot, I appreciate this move, says wife. Uh, and Prue walks away in disgust. Andy's like, no, right. ex-wife, da-na-na-na, come back. And Prue, being mad petty about it, throws a dessert tray at him, and then right. he crashes into it, and she gets away. Like a whole dessert table. <laughs> and he really flips over. Yes. With her mind, by the way. She throws it with her mind. With her squinty eyeballs. Yeah, yeah it was a whole eyeball thing. Yeah, and speaking of eyeball moments, um, Piper and Mark actually do encounter Yama, who has a glowing green eyeball moment. 
Very um, true. Yama really was <laughs> up in the eyeballs. He was. I agree. Right? Yeah, they were really uh, doing a lot there. Um, fortunately, Piper froze Yama. So, um, yeah, he didn't get... What? He didn't get Mark. I mean, he didn't get Mark, yeah. he. But he's got a Mark on Mark because he knows that he's around. But right. Piper is able to freeze him. And again, if we're saying Yama is like the Chinese like god of hell... Would Piper be able to necessarily just freeze him like that? As we'll later learn, it shouldn't work on high-powered individuals. And later in the episode, Yama's like, oh, I don't want to fuck with these bitches. Um, so are, are we... Listen, do I have to say, like, are these Western witches inherently just, like, you know, higher in the food chain than the <laughs> Chinese deity? The more advanced, like, you know more civilized, more sophisticated, right. whatever. Um, right. I don't okay. know. I don't sure. know. <laughs> I mean, maybe at this point they hadn't fully fleshed out that idea because how how can there be room for, like, any tension or big plot lines if at the end of every episode they defeat every adversary? That is true, that is true. It probably just, yeah, kind of develops as a little bit of a uh, plot device that Piper can't freeze people who are a particular level of strength because right. that would make most of the people easily vanquishable. Right. Um, so anyway, uh, basically Piper wants to well, talk to Mark's mom. Yeah, Piper's got to go talk to Mark's mom. She apparently elite alerts the police that he has been murdered, uh, and there's, like, a body around. Assumes that the cops have told his mom by now, which is not the case. Uh, mm -hmm. So she has to, like, awkwardly speak Chinese to her. Well, right. does she tell her that her son's dead? No, she doesn't. But I find it very interesting how, like, he's like, oh, speak to her in our language because she'll treat you or with less suspicion or she'll trust you more or whatever. But it's like Piper is standing there with the ghost of Mark telling her like line by line what to say. And she's turning her head and looking at no one as if someone is there and then repeating what he's saying. And like, isn't that more off putting than just speaking in English? <laughs> which she speaks fluently by the way. <laughs> Yeah, but she's not going to trust you unless you speak Chinese super creepily. <laughs> it's just so funny. Like, how did they come up with this shit? Um, uh, yeah. like how really, was her Chinese? Did Piper, could she say things decent? Uh, they weren't speaking Mandarin. Oh, uh, okay. Cantonese. Yeah, I assume Cantonese, but I don't speak Cantonese, so I don't really know. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess she sounded fine. It wasn't atrocious, but yeah. Um, that was kind of a wild scene. At this point, there's kind of a burgeoning romance between the two of them. Yeah. Which yeah. was really kind of hilarious to watch because... Oh, dude. It's why? the fun... Can we let... Let's just... Can, can we just, like, talk about the Piper and Mark love romance of this episode? Yes. before we, we don't have to, like, jump in between plot lines just because, like we said, I think there's, like, three major plot lines and the Mark and Piper one... It's just really funny because we get, I don't know if they were purposely giving nods to like ghost at all, but that's essentially what happens. She right. starts to fall in love with him and he falls in love with her. They bond over cooking 
He gives her his family recipes, which, I don't know, that was a move I didn't really appreciate. Uh, And then, actually, at two different points, they do this really awkward, imagine that my hand is by your face. Right. It's not because you're a ghost, but imagine that it's comforting you. It's really weird. Um, yeah, but, like, you know, Piper hasn't gotten it in ever. Is she still a virgin, first of all? No. She dated, because... she dated Mark for, like, she dated Jeremy, I should say, for, like, six months. Come on now. Okay, but she was such a prude about prude dating Andy or sleeping with Andy. That is very, very true. And she is very religious, apparently. Yeah, I think that maybe only comes up in that one episode. Okay. Um, truly. Um, <laughs> I account some of Piper's hesitancy towards Prue getting into a relationship, again, because her boyfriend of six months tried to murder her. Right. Um, I don't think the show really unpacks that enough or really does anything with it. But I think it would leave her pretty jaded. And I, I also think part of the reason why she's probably saying to Prue, maybe don't get into a relationship because, like, all this witch stuff is, like, really new and our lives are in danger a lot and maybe let's not do that. Anyways, um, fun little factoid, though, that I learned about this episode is that Holly Marie Combs, who plays Piper, said that the this was the first episode she got to show off her acting skills of crying and the producers saw that she was good at crying and decided to make Piper have more emotional scenes. Was she good at crying? I remember her getting mildly teary-eyed at that guy's funeral, but, like, fuck, I wouldn't... You know, that's such a... Okay. <laughs> I I don't remember her getting, like, ever, like, truly bawling, but, like, maybe, like, the subtle teary eye, and she did it without, like, any eye drops or something and the producer's like oh okay she can do that with the eye drops she's pretty good yeah i mean fair i'm happy for her i'm happy for holly mary combs i'm glad she got more opportunities to cry hmc <laughs> hmc also if i recall correctly from a charmed i don't want to say full documentary but i fell into a youtube series of videos that was all about charmed behind the scenes it may or may not have been four in the morning. I may or may not have... I won't finish that statement. Um, so I was watching this thing, and they were talking about how in the first season, if not early seasons, Piper is the character who kind of gets... kind of put through the ringer a lot. I think we'll see it more as the season continues. She, like, transforms into wild creatures, and harsh <laughs> shit happens to her and all that kind of stuff. And uh, HMC, Hollywood Combs, has said on screen as, on the videos I was watching, that because she was the star with less star power compared to Shannon Doherty and uh, Alyssa Milano, she kind of had to prove herself a little bit more. So that's why they kind of, like I said, put her through the ringer a little bit. Yeah, but I think in the end, her character goes through the most interesting things. Oh, I agree. I agree. I, it's Piper's show. Yeah, already I'm I'm like, what is Piper going to get into next? Oh, that Piper. Like, what is she even doing? Um, <laughs> so yeah, she's kind of a mess. If I may, I'd like to revisit Phoebe's plotline. Oh, please, because, yeah, we haven't got to the part where she has an actual premonition. 
Right. So she has a premonition, and it's of some guy at the hotel um, getting hit by a car. She is. She fixates on this vision and on this premonition, and um, basically has this whole conversation with Prue, like I. I want to stop this guy from dying. And Prue is actually being supportive and saying, like, yeah, if you feel that way, you should do something about it. Um, supportive in a little bit of a, uh, you, you know, I'm not going to say smarmy, but very, I don't like, also like paternal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it's, it's far too much. And she becomes obsessed with, protecting him or you mean Prue is being paternal I mean yes 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 yes. yeah I mean I guess so but like normally she and Phoebe have like such a a fraught relationship that is true it's nice to see them bonding for no reason (laughs) so and like at this point like she doesn't even get mad at Phoebe for taking a job as a psychic at a hotel that is true that is true that is true which is a ridiculous Uh, thing to say (laughs) I know. Um, but anyway, Phoebe, like, after creeping this guy out, because she's, like, barging, like, knocking on his door, telling... She handles it so poorly. I know. She's like, you're going to die if you go outside. Yeah. You're going to die. If you go outside, you're a dead man. Like, what? <laughs> so funny, dude. Um, and, of course, his wife is the woman she insulted. Right. So, like, they already hate her. (laughs) And she's dressed up as, like... I dream of Jeannie. Yeah. She's... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, But she does end up saving his life. That's Um, true. Yeah, yeah. Was he grateful? Kinda. I I think at the end he says, oh, thank you. And we then get a scene at the end where Phoebe says to Prue, like, oh, it felt so good to do something good. Almost to the point of, like, I was like, okay, it sounds like she got off on doing something good. You know what I mean? She was very into it. Um, and, yeah, that's that's the C-plot. Yeah, so that's the C-plot, which didn't fucking need to happen at all. Zero percent. Uh, and, like, even talking about it right now, I feel like I just wasted time even, you know. Oh, 100%. That was, like, seven minutes of this podcast that it didn't need to happen. Right, exactly. So, and none meantime, of this podcast it needs to happen. No, no, no one's asking for it. No. Um. So, Prue, in the meantime, is you know still going back and forth about Andy. Right. Well, he's going to go with Andy to the right. spa, or whatever. Is him hiding the fact that he had an ex-wife a bad thing? To which I will say, if he didn't mention it over the course of a month, he's obviously hiding it for a reason. Right. Um, sure, yeah, definitely he should have told her. Um, yeah. And another weird part of this plot line that is totally unnecessary is, will they have a, a birthday party for her? Prue oh, hates right. surprises. Da-da-da-da. Yeah. Like, who cares? Uh, who, who cares? Okay. So, Yeah. <laughs> That's a major point of emphasis emphasis in this episode. They really talk about it throughout the entire thing. Another major emphasis is the fact that Phoebe is getting a gift for Prue. And right. that is, like, truly insane. It has never happened. Getting this gift is so important. 
And then another thing that I found that they did in this episode a couple times, and I've noticed it in other episodes, is that to kind of, like, do a little bit of heavy lifting to showcase that the sisters really know each other, they often make these statements of, like, um, like when Prue goes to see Phoebe, and I guess Phoebe is, like, feeling bad about something, uh, Prue says, you don't want to talk? You always want to talk. And, like, you never clean. And... Phoebe to Prue later on when Prue is upset about something she's like flipping channels and Phoebe says to Prue like oh what are you doing and <laughs> know, Prue right? says flipping and Phoebe says oh but you never flip and it's, so it's like it's those statements to show one what the character's behavior usually is and two that the sisters know each other so well that they can easily spot when they're acting out of sorts. Right, and, like, you never flip. It's like, yeah, like what? What are you yeah. talking about? What like, a useless thing to observe in another person. Yeah, like, oh, you never just flip through the channels? Literally never? <laughs> Prue just turns on the TV, and that is the channel she's watching. <laughs> I mean, she just, her eye, intense eyeball situation just, like, locks exactly. on the screen as, and it just, like, her eyeballs sucking them in. Exactly. It, in. it cannot it cannot stop until the television is powered down and then right. her eyes will relax. Right. That's so funny. Um yeah. So Prue is basically mulling over the dilemma of being mad at Andy for hiding something and keeping a secret from her, but then she has a moment of self-awareness where she realizes that she's also been keeping something from Andy, the fact that she's a witch. Um, and, like, maybe she shouldn't be so critical or hard on Andy for doing what she's doing. I mean, I think the situation is very different. It is very different. <laughs> it is not the same. I appreciate Prue being a little self-aware. I appreciate that. And there are perhaps some common threads between Prue's secret and Andy's. Sure. But they are not the same thing. Telling someone you used to be married is a very normal thing to be able to say to someone you've been dating for a month. Saying you're a witch is like, I don't know. It comes out of left field. Yeah, people will not respond well to that. I mean, and then, Andy would because he seems to believe in witches. Yeah, and it would explain a lot of things for him, I'm sure. Um... And it's also easily demonstrable to Prue, who can move things with her eyeballs. Uh, but anyways, I don't know. They are very different. They are very different. Um, they are very different. But you know what? It helps her to think of them as being the same. <laughs> um, so I'm going to let her have that. Let her have it. Prue, I don't know. She's not... She's, she's a very one-minded person. And I think that gives her her tenacity her stubbornness, her force of nature, but it also doesn't allow her to have two thoughts at the same time. Yes. Um, so, basically, okay, 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 yeah. if, so, if we return back to the main plot, because right, I think which the is, other two are done. Yeah, the other two are done. We get into some, like, Chinese mafia triad nonsense. <laughs> it's true. Um, at one point, like, I guess... So the Tony Wong thing, like he's, they find out that he's the one who's trying to fake his death. 
I don't know how they realize. I guess the ghost tells Piper that he was the guy who killed him. So Piper goes down to Chinatown. No, no, no. So they get Phoebe to have a premonition, and she sees Tony Wong at this like import export warehouse. I don't know. She writes down a Chinese <laughs> character, and Harold, I mean Mark, is like, "Oh, that's this place." And then they go down there, and Piper walks into a room of gangsters. Very brave of her. And I guess she can stop time, but, like, still, I'd be scared. Um, right. Stops um, the old and time. Uh, and then gets a, takes a picture of Tony Wong with the newspaper saying that he's dead. Uh, and screws right. on out of there. Right. Well, I mean, there was also some other stuff that happened. So do they go back? No, at one point, Piper is tied to a chair in Chinatown. No, so then... So, yeah, because they get away, <laughs> but in the getaway car... I don't know, one of Tony Wong's men writes down the license plate number. Then Piper and Mark have their ex date, touch my face but don't touch it, here are my family recipes, you white lady moment. And then, the next day, Piper gets kidnapped. Um, yes. So she gets kidnapped, and she's tied to a chair. Right. And, uh, you know... Prue and Phoebe bust in. And, like, Phoebe's not good in a bust-in situation. She ain't got okay? nothing to do. Like, she ain't got nothing to do. She's like, oh, I'm just going to stand here. Yeah. And meanwhile, Prue, like, uses her eyeball powers to 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 do stuff. <laughs> and Piper stops the bullet with time. Or it stops, you know. She bullet. stops the bullet with time, baby. Oh, yeah. That bullet ain't got no time. It's been stopped. Or the lack of time. Yeah, she stops the bullet in time and space. Yes. Like, these are useful skills. I know. It sucks for Phoebe. It sucks for Phoebe. She'll get, like, later on in the series, she gets, like, these random kind of power upgrades of sorts. Some of them are not very good at all. Um, some of them get reversed because they're ill-favored. Right. Uh, yeah. She Anyways, needs some upgrades. Yeah. But I think she's really just there to complete the power of three. Like, in case they gotta, like, do some real shit, she's there. Right. And I guess her powers drive the plot forward. Yeah, her powers are basically a narrative device. At times. Other times, they just, <laughs> I don't know, veer off into whatever land. <laughs> like this episode. Like this episode, where she did nothing. Ex yeah. Anyways. So, um... <laughs> They bust up the triads, which I think I, I, I googled triads. I was like, why do they call them, call them triads? I think it's because they originated from Hong Kong, Macau, and Taiwan. Three oh, places. Oh, so they're triad. from three places. Yeah, hashtag triad. Um, I'm into it. I'm into it. I like a good trinity. Um, trinity the Tuck Taylor. Uh, so <laughs> Piper and the gang rescue Mark. No, Mark's fine. He's a ghost. The sisters rescue Piper, who right. then they defeat the gangsters. Tony Wong, though, dies somehow. I think he gets shot yeah. by the police or something? Yeah, he dies again. They die so fast. Like, Mark died in a blink of the eye, and so does Tony. I think I Andy mean, shoots him. Listen, it's that, those, that Chinese manufacturing. It's just not up to par to American standards. They die like it's nothing. <laughs> oh, my God. So yeah, Tony Wong gets shot probably by Andy, and he instantly becomes a ghost again because the, the Chinese become ghosts instantly. Um, 
And Yama comes right up in there. I don't know where he's been. I guess he knew that Piper was with Mark and he didn't want to get frozen again. But he comes right up for our boy Tony. Mark, understandably angry for having been murdered by this guy, throws TW, Tony Wong, at Yama. Yama, eyeball game on fleek, takes him or does something or whatever. And... Uh, <laughs> eyeball game on fleek. <laughs> You know, as oh he do, God. as he do, and so um, Yama then starts coming for Mark. But as we mentioned earlier, the sisters are like, "No, you not this Mama Yama and my Yama." Anyways, they're, they yeah, they say no to, to Yama. You're a bad Yama, Yama. Yeah, you're a bad Yama, Yama, Yama. Uh, you're a bad Mama um, Yama, Yama. And Yama hot. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> ya mama. Ya mama. Yeah, exactly. They they basically say some they basically say some yo mamas to Yama. And scare him off. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he gets scurred and his eyeballs stop glowing, most importantly. Exactly. That's how you know it's of an era, down. it's an end of an eyeball moment. <laughs> end of an eyeball. <laughs> end of an eyeball. Aren't eyeballs the eras of the face? <laughs> Oh my god, that is brilliant. <laughs> I've never thought of it like that. But it's true. It's like after you hear it, you're like, damn, yeah, I guess they are. <laughs> uh, oh, that's so funny. Anyway, so Harold from Harold and Kubar is sad that he and Piper can't be together. Right. What a bittersweet dead. moment. <laughs> yeah, let's touch our hands to each other almost. Uh, except not, yeah. Except not, exactly. Um, and, and then, then Mark's of, Chinese father comes out of nowhere. Yes. And I swear to God, I don't know if it was the actor, if they really just took a picture and set it still for a while, <laughs> but it looked like the like a cardboard cutout of a Chinese man. Yeah, it was pretty low budge, but, low you budge. know, <laughs> they did it. Um, yeah. I like how this show touches on so many different cultures and cultures of underworld beings. Yeah, I, you know what? Um, That's... That's true. That is true. We rarely see the um, subterranean representation uh, of other cultures. It's true. I feel like the show is doing so much. This is the education session I needed. Exactly. It really does educate you because none of it is like culturally <laughs> accurate, uh, and all of it is very silly. I feel like the key to an education is learning stuff that like gives you enough confidence to feel like you know you're what you're talking about so you're like oh yama like that chinese spirit da, 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 da. <laughs> has but a spear like, actually... glowy eyes yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then you just have no idea and you're just spewing like ignorant nonsense but because you think you know something that, that you're is right. what that education is, is that is the essence of education you're right you're right you're right confidence is key I love it. So I thank you, Charmed. I thank you. Um, yeah. And you should thank us. Yeah, exactly. Because um, you should thank us for this wonderful episode of Medea. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Before we finish the episode, the final scene of this particular episode of Charmed is the aforementioned many times by us and many more times by people in the episode the surprise party that Prue is, uh, or Piper's yeah. son, Prue. And then, so. Listen, Jocelyn, slash Hakuna, 
uh, slash, I don't know your name, who are you? Uh, when, yeah, exactly. I thought, throughout this episode, they've been talking so much about how Phoebe is getting a gift for Prue, and oh my god, she's getting this gift, and she never gets a gift, and the gift, the gift, the gift. We never see what this gift is. I don't think she made any money. But no, 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 no. Because we see Phoebe give a gift to Prue. It's just a box with a bow on it. But we don't see what she got her. And I felt truly cheated as a viewer. I felt betrayed. I felt there was an injustice done to the good people of this global empire. Gempire. It was probably like a car air freshener she picked up with a pack of gum at the gas station. <laughs> hey, better than nothing. Right. Or something from the impulse aisle at Winners. And the best would be if she said, I had a premonition, you'll need this. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so yeah. I think that this episode was, you know, entertaining, despite its flaws. Yeah, um, it, was a, it was a fun one. It was kind of a weird one. Yeah. So, I give it, I give it some stars. Yeah, I'll give I'll it give five. It, I'll give it a few I'll stars. It, I'll give it a few stars. <laughs> yeah. And um, you should give us some stars, too, hey. eh? Right, Michael? Hey, yeah. You should give us some stars wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, and by... You should give us some stars in the plural. I specifically mean five or the highest on your rating scale. Um, yes. All rating scales are different. We're equal opportunists when it comes to rating ourselves. Except for 55. the fact that... 55. Yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, 55? I don't know. You don't She's, remember 55? having a stroke. I apologize. No, you're having a stroke. You. How do you not know 55. <laughs> I, I actually late game watched that video. I wasn't in, until it was I was at university till I saw that. Wow. Anyway, continue. That's Thank my you. rating scale. That's what I'm trying to say. Ugh. Useless. Anyways, okay. uh, the uh, the main motto, the main moral of this story is they should give us five stars and a positive review, uh, because that is the podcast Paul, the Pod Paul, the Ron Paul, Pod of Paul. it all. Sean Paul. Ron Paul. Pod Paul. Sean Paul. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's John Pod Paul. <laughs> there's no other way to say that. So there's like there's uh, a place there's a place in Winnipeg called the Ron Paul like Coleman Garden Center, and I cannot uh, say like Ron Paul. <laughs> Michael, it's ridiculous. Um, so yeah, check us out on yeah. Tyler Perry social medias, which are non-existent right now, but you go to, do go to gemgirls.com for all your gemgirls news. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of it. Yeah. I mean, maybe we should have news. That's, a, that's an interesting one. Yeah. Um, yeah anyway, yeah. um, with all that said and done, thank you for listening and stay out Rages. <laughs> Are you joking? I wanted to joking? add something. Uh, but you didn't say it until I next time. With all that said and done. Oh, fuck. <laughs> anyway, 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 anyway. Let's roll back the tapes. Roll back, roll back. Um, <laughs> roll back. Flat back, you little um, Yeah, thank you for listening, even though I don't know what is. Um, and stay until outrageous. next time. Stay outrageous. Bye bye. Bye, Bye friends.